Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Dirty Twenties podcast. My name is Marcus Stusick, and with me this week we have only three Ritzy and Red Hot role players. Ritzy, ain't, oh my god, ain't none of them a rube. I got so thrown off because we're missing one. I'm so sorry. Uh, none of these three are a rube. Uh, Toby, who's missing, is definitely not a rube either. Uh, Toby unfortunately has a migraine and so was not able to join us, but uh, we will explain Lonlin's absence in a moment. But in the meantime, please introduce yourselves, adventurers. Hello, I'm Cricket. I'm playing Richard. Uh, um, hello, I'm Salem. I'm I'm playing Craig. <laughs> hello, um, I'm Lizette, and I'll be playing Elliot. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much, everybody. So, as I mentioned, Toby is unfortunately unable to join us this week. Uh, we wish them all of the best, and we hope them a very speedy recovery. And, without further ado, let's jump back into a summary of where we left off. So, last we saw our adventurers. They had just left the city of Bleakspire upon their own airship that had been purchased by cricket using some funds provided by, for by salem this ship dubbed the ss greatest mistake had aboard a cat much to their surprise which the crew dubbed captain captain had a bit of a penchant for grung flesh uh, and persisted to chase pierre all about the ship uh, much to pierre's chagrin flying on through the night in pursuit of the churlish gnome who had escaped their clutches and upon whom they'd scried in a little cottage beside a shooting star lake on his way to Olmeneus. Our adventurers flew through the night before, in the wee hours of the morning, encountering a giant bird flying through the air, diving towards their deck at speed. But our adventurers, with some quick thinking, some fast flying and fast fisting. Nope. Shit. That's okay. Just, just, on, just on Friday, my, my line was just... What? Wait, what? what? No! Craig, what? What happened to... What? <laughs> no, Craig, no, no, no. alright. God damn it. Okay, Marcus, I feel your pain. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and an immovable rod breaking the leg of the rock, our adventurers were very quickly able to dispatch this rock, or at least send it back on its way from whence it came. Not before Lisette turned Cricket into a giant eagle in an attempt to, well, save Cricket's life. But Cricket, as a giant eagle, proceeded to flip the boat twice, uh, sending Lisette falling out of the sky and resulting in a near death of Lisette. But luckily, with the polymorphed cricket, uh, saving her, diving down quickly and saving her, our party was able to eventually make their way to the cottage that this churlish gnome had inhabited, found a whole bunch of writing scrawled across scraps of material and paper and skins, and interpreted some important information. Namely, that it appeared that the Churlish Gnome was heading towards the lake outside of Olmeneus 
in search of the far gear, a component of the Orrery of the Wanderer that can be used to pull aberrations in from the far realm and is potentially the most important part of the Orrery for summoning the corruption itself and a revelation to Lisette about the nature of her patron and her patron's view of acquiring knowledge. And before we ended the session, Lonlin summoned a fantastic pony named Dandelion, a celestial being who came trotting out of the mist and agreed to run beside the ship. Now, before we pick back up into the adventures, as you fly through the air again with Dandelion prancing and trotting beside on these little pads of glowing light that dissolve as soon as they step off of them, uh, Dandelion runs in front of the ship, rears up on their hind legs, uh, looks directly towards Lonlin. Uh, you hear Lonlin say, okay. Uh, and then Dandelion runs towards Lonlin. Lonlin swings onto Dandelion's neck and, Lon and Dandelion and Lonlin run down towards the ground without any further word. Uh, the only thing that, Dan that Lonlin shouts after you or as they leave, as she leaves, is, it's okay, I'm fine, you don't have to come after me. I'll catch up. And with that, we reconvene with our other three adventures. You are on your way to find, to track the Trillish Gnome, you know exactly the direction you were going, uh, but Lonlin has just rode off on a celestial pony. Um... um. Well, so we just lost so a paladin. The, um, who's the moral compass of the party now? I'm what a point to, to I, vote, I vote for captain. I was pointing to Pierre. Oh, Pierre's <laughs> a good one. I don't know. I've never trusted a cat with making a well, moral that's... decision. I would also say the cat is probably the worst choice. I, that's all <laughs> I, I don't want to throw shade. Uh, captain, you're awesome. Please don't interpret this as me throwing shade at you. But also, cats are evil. I will just say that outright. They're evil. There's no redemption of a cat. So whatever you would like. Salem has picked up Captain, who is no doubt a giant ball of angry hissing fluff after being <laughs> tilted upside down <laughs> twice over the course of the past five oh minutes. Oh my god. Uh, and is lightly <laughs> stroking them um, with no regard for their own forearms. Uh, yeah, Captain is in that like that cat like stance where all of their hair, all of I guess it was a he. Captain was a he. Captain yeah, was, yeah. Uh, all all of his hair is standing upright. Uh, his back is arched, and like there's like this intense look. His eyes are wide. The pupils are dilated, even though it's like sunny. Um, and his ears are plastered straight back against his head, and it seems like he is tolerating the pets. Um, but it's kind of like his entire body is tense, including his claws, which are digging into your forearm. Ow. <clears throat> Ow. Uh, mm. There's a good kitty. Yeah, good. I take it back. He good, should be our moral good, compass. Good kitty. Ow. Yes, I concur. Uh, make me an animal handling check, okay. Salem. 13. 13? Awesome. Um, after about 
a minute or two, uh, the claws kind of retract from your skin. Um, the tension leaves the body a little bit, um, but you watch as uh, Captain's eyes are still wide. Uh, his ears kind of sw- like unplaster a little bit. Uh, the hair starts to stand down, but he is not like relaxed, but he is no longer like mewling and he's no longer like digging in. And after about another minute, he seems to fully like switch on a dime and just becomes putting in your arms. Well, isn't that much better? Good kitty. There we go. Um, yeah, so my, my vote's for captain still. <laughs> uh, captain perks up. Look at that. Uh... <laughs> If Captain is our uh, moral compass, does that mean we need to start hi- uh, hitting things off tables? How? How? Does that just, like, <laughs> knock something off a table? <laughs> uh, in your arms, uh, you feel like that deep rumbling of a very contented cat uh, as they just go... There we go. You have pleased, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> perfect 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 per- uh, sorry perfect as it is there you go excellent uh so lonlin has just uh essentially ridden away on her celestial pony uh and the ship continues on its path towards uh the direction that you know the churlish gnome was going how are you guys keeping watch for the churlish gnome uh, you would assume, especially with that natural 20, you would know exactly how long ago they left. Uh, he had a basically a um, eight hour head start on you. He left kind of at like as you guys were kind of almost leaving Bleak Spire, just a little bit uh, after that is when he lef- left this. You know that it would, I can't remember what I said yesterday or last week about how long it would take to get to Olmeneus from here on foot. Um, but you assume that Olmeneus would take about, uh, I think, 8 to 12 hours to get to. Uh, you do know that he is kind of bypassing the the city itself, though. Right. I know you said it was like 15 eight, uh, to 18 hours to fly from where we were to Olmeneus. So Right. Probably like triple, if not four times that for walking. Or maybe not four times, but uh, he's maybe fast. He can teleport, yeah. so certainly uh, less time than we would like, I'm sure. Um, I, I have a question though. <clears throat> Shoot. Uh, so about what we learned down at the cabin. Um, you know, with uh, the connection and um. You know, him not being particularly great and everything. Do you think that we ought to get in touch with, uh, well, Salem taps the sending stones? Oh, MacGuffins. <laughs> you know, something that probably wouldn't be too bad of an idea. Well, them um, or uh, Argentina. Oh. Argentina might not. Both are good options. I, I guess it just depends on. Well, you know, who we feel is going to be of more use. Do we want a silver dragon or do we want uh, the vast but mostly unorganized and understaffed resources of MacGuffins? I guess they they, they do owe us something after all the work we've put in for them. 
although they are also largely protecting us from mob retribution, so I guess there's that. That's They've also paid that's us true, yes. a lot. Um, well. We are also in your employment. <sighs> yes, yes, there is that. And Argentina is really scared of MacGuffins. Like, really scared. Also, Argentina doesn't really have any loyalties. She could easily fuck us over, so to speak. At least MacGuffins, they kind of have to still abide by the law. I guess. I mean... That's a bad thing. Yeah. Well, MacGuffins it is, then. I mean, you know what we could do, though? Is just do it ourselves. Well, okay, wait. I have one very important question first. Salem kneels down and places Captain on the floor or the floorboards and gets really close. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> uh, do you have the setting yeah. stones in your hand? I'm, I'm going to put what, what uh, on the Captain left and what on the right and go, this one's for Argentina and this one's for MacGuffins. Uh, Captain looks at you. Meow. Uh, and then, like, very quickly, knocks both of them out of your hand, uh, and then, like, purrs very loudly, just at having knocked something out of your hand. <laughs> I, I think that's uh, Captain's favor of not telling them. Yeah. Man. This cat. Are, Liz, Liz, are you sure that Captain didn't come back from the archives with us? I vote, I think they did. I think Captain did. I think Captain is a cursed creature, and we should kill it. Uh, oh also, wow! Oh jeez, that's that was a dark turn all of a sudden. Pierre, um, you're starting to become an adventurer like us now. Yes. Also, it has actively tried to eat me about three times in the last half hour. Oh, that's <laughs> that is true. I've done worse things to the party, let alone that. So. Yes, but. You have redeeming qualities. The cat is just plain evil. They love the evilness. But they are very yeah. cute. I mean, look at that little nose and the the little tongue and oh. The cat right now is being like in that perfect way, just like just like cuddling up, moving around your legs, being perfectly cute. Uh, and Pierre just says, "I, I believe this is." A way that it lures you into, um, well, feeling uh, affection for it so that it can then eat your face. It, it's going to eat your face when you sleep. So just if, if you wake up without a face, I told you so. And if it's trying to charm me, then I've willingly failed my resistance to it. <sighs> cool. Awesome. Well, uh, n just to confirm, no votes for other than me for getting rid of the cat. Okay, cool. I will put my hand down and I won't raise it up again today. <laughs> well, I guess we're dealing with it on our own then, eh? <sighs> Cricket just also, like, starts like cracking all of his like bones, just like doing like a weird, like almost like a yoga pose. Like, ah, I'm ready for it. Let's go. This will be a fun adventure. <laughs> um, I will just say, uh, final point, I'm sorry. Because the cat is pure evil, should we take its advice? Or should we instead listen to both instead of none? Just offering. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, that's my last thing. Well, we did agree that uh, the cat was going to be our um, moral compass. So <laughs> we follow in the cat's footsteps now. <laughs> the cat purrs very loudly. All right. 
Um, I don't think the cat is going to tell us if they see it. Uh, so I am going to take In fact, first... the cat curls up and goes to sleep. That sounds even more right. Um, I'm going to sit around and try and look out uh, for perception-y. Okay. Hey, Lizette, because you're smart, do you mind taking first drive? You know what? I'm quite used to being used for my brain at this point, sure. Oh. <laughs> well, now I feel bad. But, I mean, what do you want us to use you for instead? You know oh, what? Maybe that's not fair. use? That's entirely fair. I think that's all I'm good for at this point. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, now I feel... Oh, no. I don't quite know how to feel. Pierre runs below decks uh, and comes back like a minute later with a set of tea uh, and just comes over to Lisette and says, if you need to talk about it, um, I, I've got, I'm very good at listening. Well, this is why I think that you should be our moral compass. But didn't you vote for the... Oh, well, you're down for murder, but you're also very caring. That's like all that I would like in a, a leader in this scenario. Well, um, thank you for the vote of confidence. It has been passed by unanimous decision otherwise, it seems. So um, listen to the cat, but remember, if the cat kills and eats your face, first of all, I told you so, but also I will listen to your cries and help salve your wounds. So there's that. So you're, you're perfect. Shucks, uh, you see his green skin uh, turns kind of like purple as he blushes. Um, we'll have none of that. I'm going to uh, <laughs> drive the ship. All right. I'll be uh, on navigation. <laughs> uh, if you can make me an airship handling check and then um, cricket, uh, Pierre would uh, be willing to either give you the help action or kind of as long Can't. as... Can I reverse that and help Pierre? Yep. Yes, you could. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the alert uh, feat with, or observant, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is a 29. Oh my God. Oh. All right. Excellent. And uh, Elliot, uh, what was Lizette's uh, airship handling? Uh, that was a 15. A 15. Okay, great. Uh, there's a little bit of wind, a um, little bit of like turbulence as you're kind of going through this area of like more like low hills now as opposed to mountains. Um, and just a little bit of the wind kind of falling off of the top of hills and coming up from the bottom of hills creates these little vortices of uh, turbulence. And it's a little bit of a bumpy ride. And after about like 20 minutes of this, um, Captain just comes over to you, Lizette swats you once uh and then kind of glares at you and curls back up uh to go to sleep all right as cats do yeah uh and uh looking out over the front uh pierre uh after about another uh 45 minutes actually uh pierre says oh oh um i think oh yes i see a fair amount of smoke over the next hill it uh, we sh it it's kind of in the direct direction that uh, the Trillish Gnome was probably going. We should maybe go check it out, but we should maybe approach with caution. Well, I you know what we say in situations like that? Moral compass. Do we throw caution to the wind or do we go cautioning? The cat uh, kind of looks at you 
make me an animal handling check. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's an 11. It's an 11. Uh, the cat looks at you, realizes that Pierre is right beside you, and without warning, goes from resto state to fully chasing Pierre, like, uh, and just running as fast as possible after Pierre, and Pierre now again starts running back and forth around the ship. Uh, <clears throat> I, I believe that is caution to the wind. I might uh, be up for uh, a difference in interpretation, uh, but that's my vote. I will say, I never expected to use a cat as a way to give you <laughs> some moral compass. We've gone all the shit without Lonlin here. Oh, yeah, no. it's not gonna end well, man. Yeah, no, Salem will will agree and follow along with the cat. I guess. Good lord. <laughs> All right. So, do we feather fall down like uh, a bunch of troopers, or do we but land? How first? do you get back up? The uh, polymorph. <laughs> I, whatever you want. I just the only request is if you're leaving the ship, so am I, because otherwise. I will get eaten by a cat. So I was actually going to say, could you perchance stay on the ship? Um, I could. Yes, it is a possible. I could. Can the cat come with you and maybe die? Maybe don't get better <laughs> fall on the cat. Um, could we maybe find a spot where we can leave the cat and like close a door? If, because we also, like, if the ship ever goes upside down again, they should probably not be able to fall outside of the ship. So maybe I just leave them in the captain's quarters. I think they should be. I feel like if I'm left alone with the cat, I'm flying the ship upside down on purpose. The That's all I'm going to do. Just that, I'm just going to put that out there. I, I'm going to try to drop the cat off the yes. ship. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Pierre, why are you so stuck up about this whole cat thing? It has eat well, it has tried to eat me another four times since we left. <laughs> well, don't let it. I'm not. That is why I'm still alive. But it's still the thought that counts. It's like a gift, but a bad one. Should we get the captain a no-no can? That's a good idea. Yeah, maybe like a spray bottle. Like a spray bottle so it stops eating up Pierre. Yeah. Also, Pierre could use that to hydrate, so I think it's a Absolutely. great deal. <laughs> a good old two for one. Two birds, one stone. <laughs> Man. Amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, you could absolutely make some sort of, like, no-no can or whatever with uh, with things that are on the ship. And, um, I mean, Pierre would begrudgingly, begrungingly, oh, <laughs> uh, would begrungingly stay on the ship if you guys want as well. I mean, it's a way, like, a quick escape. He could be our getaway guy. Can Pierre fly? <laughs> I mean, last time he tried it, we, uh, I think we almost fell. But I mean, uh, to be fair, I've also so done that a lot as well. why are we not just well. taking the ship down? Because it's cooler? Let's take the ship down. <laughs> okay. Uh, Salem, you say this. Uh, Captain, who was purring on your legs... Uh, stops, looks at you, swats their claws at your legs, and then walks away. I just shrug like really smugly, like it's the <sighs> captain's will. Damn it. <laughs> Ooh, this is fun. <laughs> Marcus gets to be the agent of chaos, but is our moral compass. 
<laughs> I, I can't believe how good you are at role playing a cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, let's go put uh, the captain in the captain's quarters, close oh, the God. door, uh, peer not opening, and let's I, drop oh, down like gosh. shot troopers. How? Okay. All right. I guess. Pierre, I'm almost. Oh, man. Uh, who's going to try to catch the cat? Wait, catch the cat? Oh, to put yeah. it in the quarters. Who's going to catch the cat? Oh, not it. I guess I'm doing it. Okay, please make me an animal handling check. <laughs> oh, you're right. That's a natural 20. There you yeah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, th- does that succeed? <laughs> Wait, no, do you actually what? get that at 20? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, I was told it. Was... I was just being silly. Can I have advantage for pissing? Yeah, okay. For... Hey! I'm sorry. You, I, I will give you advantage, but you do have to repeat what I'm giving you advantage for. Uh, Marcus is giving me advantage for to the cat. <laughs> and it doesn't matter because I've rolled a 10 twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's better. Uh, that's a 20. <laughs> it is true. It is uh, true. That is correct. 10 plus 10 is 20. Yep. With a 10, um, you... Uh, and you try to grab Captain... Uh, there are times when it looks like you are just about to grab Captain, uh, but then Captain like lashes out at you. Um, what's your AC? Don't uh, know. 21? 21? Wait, no, ni- 19. I'm not hasted right now. I'll oh, okay. Uh, with a natural 17 plus whatever their dex is, I'm going to say they hit you for one point of damage. God damn it. Uh, just as they're as you're like trying to like corral the cat, uh, Captain realizes that you are trying to put Captain in a corner uh, and Captain does not like it uh, and just like uh, and starts running around. Um, Ow! God! <laughs> All right, okay, fine. I'm going to create a minor... Wait, no, I did this last time. I'm going to create three dancing red lights. <laughs> okay. I'm um, using them to lure Captain into the, the quarters. Absolutely. I'm going to say re-roll your animal handling with advantage. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Okay, uh, I've got. I've got. Oh no! Come on. Okay, fifteen. There we go. Fifteen. Okay, I think with that, Captain is like running around, like that horrible mewling cat sound, uh, running around, <laughs> making like all of this noise, uh, and looks like so angry. Uh, but as soon as those lights appear, you see that switch. Uh, they f- he freezes for a moment at like the bow of the ship and then just like boom, as fast as he can towards the captain's cabin uh, and you see him like dive through the doors in order to try to like grab onto the dots of light that are on the floor uh, boom, uh, slams onto the ground and then you're able to sl- like close the door behind captain and you just hear <gasps> as he starts scratching whatever is interior and you hear him like running around you like Salem like as you close the door, you can actually feel like uh, the the thud of footsteps as it sounds like he's got so much speed that he's actually like running on the walls, <laughs> uh, just running, 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 making a whole bunch of noise. And you get the sense probably destroying whatever is in the captain's cabin. Huh. <laughs> well, I'm not opening that door. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that cat is a. Uh, you know what? Pierre might have uh, have a uh, a good uh, head on his shoulder. He might have figured it out. What's going on? Part of uh, Lizette's little uh, background inside the archives. You know what? I'll take that, and um, I will make sure that the door doesn't burst open. If it does, I might just jump off the ship. Just, um, but if if the ship crashes, that's why. Otherwise, I'll be up in the air. I am looking forward to it. Uh, can you get, like, ropes and, like, prepare them so we can climb up on them for a quick getaway if we need to? Oh, very good idea. I shall do so. Well, and here we're cresting the ridge now. Uh... So, uh, as you kind of crest this ridge towards where the column of smoke was, you see a small settlement, or rather the remains of a small settlement. You see about four houses that are fairly close together, um, and all of them, uh, they were thatched-roofed houses. Uh, All of them have burnt, and you see, uh, like, this incredible amount of carnage of just these like rubble strewn you see an old like probably 15 year old uh truck like big old pickup truck um that has been fully flipped onto its back and uh you see no signs of life around uh just these like smoldering houses and signs of carnage oh Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm just going to look towards Lizette. What? Just like not even paying attention, immediately just going as fast as she can towards it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you guys, are you actually going to like jump off in Featherfall? I guess so. <laughs> All right. All right, let's do this. Uh, can everyone just make me an acrobatics just... check just to see how sick you look? Oh, God. I got an 18. <laughs> All right. <sighs> you know, if we're, if you're, okay, wait, hang on. So have we had a short rest? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. It's I, been a I know I took my point of damage be- after the short rest. So you, you can have oh. that point of damage, Marcus. That's, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> you take away one thirtieth of my hit points. Uh, <laughs> that's I'm gonna, so in sad. That, in that case, yes, I know. Uh, in that case, um, I might not have wanted to do this, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it in style. Human advent or human determination for advantage on the acrobatics check. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey. No, uh, sure. You know. All right. It's, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing properly. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and a damn good thing too. Um, got a 18 total hey what up instead of a nat one. Oh, Ooh, all right uh an 18 and an 18 and uh lizette what did you get for your acrobatics not good <laughs> uh, did you get a nat one no i got a two though <laughs> uh, so salem and cricket you guys jump out of the ship and it is like shock troopers like seal team six kind of style like this epic like repel like last minute feather fall just before you hit the ground you get these like awesome three-point landings uh there's like a little bit of a cloud of dust from where you land um and as you're landing like this ray of light kind of shines from a cloud and lands on both of you 
uh lizette you jump out of the ship as you're jumping uh your foot kind of catches on the edge of the ship uh and you begin tumbling and you kind of are just flailing your arms uh you cast feather fall uh and then you're just kind of like you cast feather fall like instinctually but you're still so high up in the air that it takes you a while to get down to the ground and kind of the entire time you're just slowly spinning uh in like a bit of a somersault uh and then you land uh, just as you're like, it looks like you're about to land on your feet, but you continue that somersault and you just belly flop onto the ground. Ugh. Oh God, what? Oh, I really, really hate this whole us, us flying around thing. Would much rather we just get horses next time or like a, a car. <laughs> you know, I, I could get used to it. That was pretty awesome. I mean... Other than the fact that the ship is now up there and we're down here. But hey, uh, well, we're here. Lizette, you looked like you wanted to jump out of the ship towards these things anyways, so... I did before I ate shit on the ground. Jesus Christ. I'm just gonna... Wait, Lizette, why did you eat shit? (laughs) It's an expression. Uh, Oh, right, sorry. (laughs) I just... I... I saw your face on the ground, and I was actually kind of a bit worried that you, you know, had some of a uh, captain's uh, <coughs> pills. I appreciate the concern, Cricket. Um, <laughs> let's investigate the carnage, shall we? Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Yeah, let's. And um, Lizette, if you need any guides on how to jump properly out of an airship, then I'm sure Cricket or I could give you a hand with that. I, next time, I feel like we should all just hold hands. Maybe that sure. might be easier. I suppose, yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> we all dive down together. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. All right. Well then uh, I guess you know weird arcane shit better than I. Lead on. Excellent. As you guys are approaching this burnt out village, you see that there are signs of uh quite a lot of struggle and it looks like it's uh, most of the damage you're seeing is directional. It's kind of like it's coming from the direction that you guys were just coming from as well, as if whoever did this didn't even like bother talking, just kind of came in and started destroying as soon as they were within range. And as you're going through, can uh, you guys either make me a perception or an investigation check? Oh, 21 for perception. Ooh. Um, that is a uh, 23 for investigation. <laughs> okay. And a dirty 20 for investigation. Let's go! All right. Oh my god, that's some amazingly high rolls. With a dirty 20 and it was a 21 uh, cricket? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excellent. With those two perception rolls... Um, Oh, Elliot had a, a, a twenty-three, I think. Right? Elliot was it? had a twenty-three yeah. investigation. Investigation, right? yeah. yeah. I was, I was investigation as well. Oh, you were investigation. Sorry. Yeah. I, you know what? I heard dirty twenty, and my brain stopped actually listening. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, so, uh, all right, perfect. I will just do the perception check first with the perception check of twenty-one. Um, in addition to the fact that this was all directional, uh, you get the sense as well that some of what was done was done with like physical brute force uh which is not something that the churlish gnome himself can do 
Um, and with the investigation checks, uh, with the with like those high numbers, you guys both like working together, you as you are approaching before you even get to the center of the city of these like or the this little dwelling, sorry, these four buildings, um, you begin to see writing on the walls of the buildings. Um, much like the way that the churlish no or that Lizette's Eldritch Blast kind of tattoo bodies. Um the Churlish gnomes seem to have maybe tattooed the stone and the ground as like these like blast radiuses, radii, um, are filled with like intense scribble writing of a whole bunch of different languages. It's not as neat as Lizette's. Um, his writing is a lot rougher. And uh, yeah, you're just seeing like all of this writing, but it as well um, with those investigation checks, you see two like almost perfectly straight lines right beside each other. Um, they're only about an inch thick, but they're about four feet wide. Uh, they've been gouged into the earth uh, just perfectly cleanly uh, as if something has somehow like disintegrated those areas. And I think with those investigation checks, you know that those were probably portals summoning something or some things. Um, and I think with that 23... Actually, uh, Lizette, uh, can you just make me an arcana or a history check? Uh, yeah, arcana or history check for me. Oh, you know I can. I know. <laughs> okay, that is a, that's a 29. Oh my god. All right. Uh, so, you know that, uh, and was that history? Uh, that was arcana. Arcana, perfect. Uh, so with that 29 arcana, you know that first of all, uh, these things were very clearly like summoned at the same time, whatever came through here. And you can kind of extrapolate the size of the like portal, the circular portal based on how much of the earth is gouged out and like how deep it goes at its deepest part. And you estimate that whatever came through each of these portals was probably about nine to 12 feet tall um these incredibly big creatures um and i think the last little bit you get kind of just like looking at these uh there is something wrong about the air just right above these portals uh you know that they have been used to summon an aberration or rather an aberration each two aberrations jesus christ this this is why I thought that we should just put him down, but no, we have to keep him alive so we can talk to him, so we can just keep doing shit like this. Alright, um, okay, uh, he's getting better, which is good. This is actually quite impressive. I'm a little bit jealous, but... <laughs> Wait, he's getting stronger? Well, he's getting more adept with his abilities, or at least more creative. I probably, probably should have thought about this one before. Both that? are bad. Both yeah. sound very, very bad. So yeah, terrible. It's truly just the worst. Super evil and all that. And you can see that she's very clearly like excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, it does look like he's been summoning things. Bigger, worse things than things that I summon. Because I do them not this bad or large. Anyways. 
Um, I don't quite understand how we're going to track him through this, though. Well, if he's summoning the things, do you think they're traveling with him, or...? Well, this was a portal. He created the portal here. I don't know if they're still with him or if he's banished them at this point. Well, we can likely just keep following the destruction, maybe. Um, Was he looking for something in here or just indiscriminate destruction? Oh, he's looking for something. He's looking for the... The The gear thingy. The gear in order to bring about the corruption. I don't know what he could want with bringing about the corruption is the only thing. The archives doesn't exactly get involved with pesky mortal values. So either he's on a task sent from the archives or he's just destroying it his own accord. Either way, he kind of sounds like something we should stop. Um, it's almost like we should put him down. <laughs> Maybe just put him in jail? Uh, I don't Look really up. think a cell can, can contain this. I mean, anti-magic areas exist. He could be like one of those like most wanted criminals kind of thing. Well, he certainly should be now. Yeah. As you are having this conversation, um, you are like talking about what's going on and you hear from the kind of farthest building, you hear just the barest little whimper. Oh yeah, we should look for this to see if there's any people alive. Oh, right. Living. Correct. Um, yeah. Uh, let's go there now. Uh, we'll run. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, as you run, you find that this building was kind of like the least uh, destroyed. Uh, and actually, you see um, several bodies on the floor. Um, they've all got like gashes on their throats or like through their bellies. But you see that in the far corner, um, there is one cre- like one figure uh, that is just kind of huddling and whimpering. And as you burst in, like you just see like these big eyes on this fairly like older, like kind of like sun weathered uh, human man's face, um, and he's got like quite tanned skin, but it's very bleached now, just in fear. Um, and pain because as you approach you see that he is actually like holding onto his stomach uh, and he just says help me please help me cure wounds what level uh this one is how uh i don't want to be selfish here okay before i do that uh how many other people look relatively alive here None. Oh my god. Uh, I'll just you do it at third level then. In that case, okay. Uh, roll that. Uh, roll those hit points. Uh, so it's three d eight. Roll twenty is rolling the dice. That's ten plus uh, four, so fourteen. Bad roll. Ooh. Okay. Uh, you unleash this holy energy as you're like reaching out to touch this person. You feel that healing energy flow into them but then get rebuffed um, and, like, fall off of them. Wait, and what? they just, like, 
It hurts. It hurts. Please help me. Uh, uh, make an insight check for me. Oh, no, I'm not good at those, though. <laughs> Salem or Lizette, someone. I only got an eight. Uh, this person's in pain. Yeah, I can tell. In a lot of pain. Is is there something? I, 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 I'm not a healer, Cricket. What? Um, no, our healer is Lodlin! Well, no shit, but, I mean, don't you have some magic of your own? Uh, let's do fourth level. Maybe that'll help. Uh, before you do a fourth level spell, um, make me just a perception check as well. Well, that's 17. 17. Uh, as you begin to cast this spell, um, you see there's a little bit of something weird going on with this figure. Um, as they're like holding their stomach, they're looking at you, their eyes are wide, but you see there's like a ripple across their face as if like somehow like the bone structure is shifting below uh, before it kind of snaps back in. Wait, what? Um, hey, hey, Lizette, do you want to maybe take a quick look at this? Because I don't know if this is just something healing can fix. Oh, Cricket, I'm not exactly... Well versed in medicine, but I guess I can take a look at it. I don't even think it's medicine. I think his Uh, physiological state is changing. Oh, that's actually quite interesting. Please, please, they they killed everyone. The big and blue and... Oh, they slashed. Oh, they slashed me. It hurts. Um, Can I see what's going on with the stomach? Like, if I, like... Uh, Make me a medicine check, please. Oh, fuck. Uh, you know, before I do this, I'm going to cast Enhance Ability on myself <laughs> for Wisdom. Because uh, I only have a plus one. Fucking, I'm... <laughs> is there Inspiration Per Session? I forget. I always forget inspiration that. Inspiration Per Session, yeah. Perfect. I'm using it. That's All not right. much better! Oh, oh yeah. my god. I went. Okay, so my first roll was an 8 and 9. Uh, my second roll was a nat 1 and an 11. Oh so I'm going god. with the 11. Okay. Uh, 11 total yeah uh this person this guy he doesn't really want to move his hand away uh he's like holding onto his stomach really intensely you see that there is blood dripping out but what's notable about it is that the blood that is dripping out um it is red on the floor but where it is exiting the wound it is actually like purplish black uh kind of like greenish like almost like an ink in water kind of coloration uh, before, like, as it leaves his body, it turns back into normal human blood. Oh, wait a second. You can't heal when you're in the archives. No, you can't heal or rest. Is his body or, like, soul in the archive? Can I do an arcana check to see what kind of magic is, is going on Ab- here? Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. That is a... 22 22 okay um you know that uh it's true in the archives you cannot heal or take rests um there are other conditions in the world that refuse that like negate your ability to heal almost all of them are tied to aberrant creatures um and i think with a 22 something about what he muttered kind of clues into your mind he said big blue and slashing and you remember hearing and reading about these creatures from limbo 
uh, these creatures of chaos that when they slash sometimes create more of their kind. Um, and you, as you're kind of getting this in this info, you remember that the name is a slad and this guy looks at you and says, I'm sorry. Uh, and you see him collapse to the ground. And as he collapses to the ground, you watch as his body shifts and ripples, his clothes rip from his body. Uh, his hands grow incredibly large and long. And he watches his face contorts uh, into this like frog-like face or these powerful muscles of these shoulders, uh, incredibly long arms as this body, as he dies, transforms into a red slad. Can everybody please roll initiative? Why would you apologize for this? This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God, Lizette. No, don't, don't learn from this guy. It's like every few sessions, Lizette just says something. <laughs> just, just says something. <laughs> no, okay, no. To be fair to Liz, it's more than every few sessions. Oh, it's every session. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Salem's just not always around to hear it as all. So exactly. Um, uh, Lizette is so so enamored by this occurrence that um she's not going to act for a while because I got a dirty one. <laughs> a dirty one. Oh. I don't like the sound of that. It's the opposite of Dirty 20. Oh, <laughs> I'm after dark. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I mean, on the bright side, I got a nat 20. Damn! Oh. <laughs> I got a 21. Ooh. A 21? Oh my god. Here I was thinking I rolled so hot with a dirty 20. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did get the fun number. I did get the fun one. for Marcus. We don't often bow for Marcus, but sometimes God gets a little as a just as a treat. Excellent. So as this figure falls to the ground, apologizing, you see their body transform into this incredibly large, like eight and a half foot tall, almost toad-like figure. Uh, with these long arms, kind of like dripping saliva and just a glint of maliciousness in their eyes. They are on the ground still. Uh, as this happens, with a natural 20 cricket, you're up first. He's on the ground. Yeah. And he's evil. Well, well I mean, you can make an inside check, but it's probably likely. Uh... Uh, here, here's what I'll say. Captain would love him. Uh, I mean, that's a... <laughs> Frog legs, I get it. Um, yeah. you know what? Maybe maybe Pierre and this guy would have a, a really good relationship. Um, I'm going to put my immovable rod right where he is and like kind of like push down on his body a little bit and then activate the rod so he's a really hard time escaping. Oh uh, my god, very cool. Yeah, uh, and I, I guess that's my action, but I'm going to kind of like lie down more on him so he has trouble getting up. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, are you trying to do any damage with like pushing in the move rod? Not, not trying yet? to do damage. Okay. I'm just trying to restrain him as best as I can. Okay. I would definitely say that he is restrained and I'm going to give him a really high DC to try to break that restraint because uh, 
yeah, that is like it's ten thousand pounds of force. So yeah. yeah, I'm also like leaning on him a little bit. So Sorry, I, I know 10, I haven't taken an action to grapple, but I'm there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would I would allow that to be like a restraint using the immovable rod in that way for sure. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, I'm going to inspire um, Salem uh, and literally using this slad as like a, a pair of bongos. I'm just going to play a quick ditty uh, and hope that Salem can help out. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and uh, seeing your companion playing the bongos on this red toad-like creature, uh, Salem, it is now your turn. What in the eldritch hell alright uh, and Salem it is going to assume that probably their shadow blade will not be useful in this situation um, <laughs> and so instead is oh god uh, I'm going to just bring the quarter staff down on this thing's head oh my okay, god perfect. It, I'm going to say it's restrained so you have an advantage and it's already prone awesome. so you have advantage anyway so we can, yeah. I've got a uh, 21 to hit for 13 points of bludgeoning ooh yeah definitely hits uh and i'm going to lay in with a flurry of blows okay perfect got a 28 on that one eight points Ooh. of damage and how many points of damage eight eight no, none right. of that is magical for what it's worth um but i am going to extract aspects on that one as i hit it absolutely oh let's uh, go it's damage it has resistance to acid cold fire lightning and thunder huh. um so yeah, not the other one. Uh, okay, and well, I'll, I'll have, let everybody know. I guess I'll give you this. It does have magic resistance. Sure. So, okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, yeah, I'll let everybody know that this thing is is sturdy. Uh, careful with the elements, and also the spell is it, it's it's good at blocking them. Uh, and then just another spin on the on the quarter staff, and I'll bring uh, my knee right into the slide's head. Okay. And that's gonna be advantage on that one as well. I'm assuming. Since Absolutely. It's prone. Uh, dirty 20 for nine points of bludgeoning. Let's go! Uh, nine points? Nine, yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, you lay into this thing, you extract those aspects, uh, and then in your head, Salem, you just hear, <laughs> Interesting. You've figured out me. Let's see if I can figure you out. Uh, Oh, I'm not done. I'm moving away. <laughs> I'll take the attack of opportunity from a disadvantage. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, it'll definitely take an attack of opportunity at disadvantage. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's going to miss. It's uh, four plus whatever. Uh, that's definitely going to miss. All right. Uh, it's all yours, Cricket. And I'm uh, just backing up. Not like wait, only like 15, 20 feet away. Um, <laughs> just so I can get a good run up on it. Okay. Actually. Oh, wait, Marcus. We're in a town. Yeah. Yeah. Is this thing like... Was it inside? It was inside a building. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Never mind. Uh, is the is the roof of this building intact? Uh, they all of the roofs have been burnt. But uh, okay, I mean, I'm gonna you know make me a luck check. Well, no, no, I, I don't. No, that's good. That's better. That's better. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna climb up onto the ledge of the the roof, um, and get ready to jump down at it. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> the flying elbow. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, perfect. Uh, as Salem moves away, this thing swipes out, uh, and then. Uh, the face turns to the person lying on its chest uh, and there is a smile on this slad's face uh, Cricket, you hear in your head you look tasty 
Uh, and it's going to make a bite attack and two claw attacks at you, but all with disadvantage because it's okay. Strength. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure crickets aren't all that good for the Eden. Uh, 17 on the bite. That just hits me. Okay. Uh, you are going to take nine points of piercing damage from the bite, uh, and then two claw attacks. Uh, first one definitely misses. I think its arm is like, tries to swing up and hits the immovable rock, and you just hear it go, Oh! Funny bone! <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, and a... 10 and sorry this one is cocked ooh uh, the other arm swings up uh, and also clocks into the move ah oh, other funny bone well at least it's <laughs> more tasty uh, <laughs> that is all that the uh, slad can do um, as it uh, yeah tr- bites out at you once uh, tries to swing its claws can't get past the immovable rod um, but as it does like as it bites into you you just see it like kind of reconstitute a little bit some of the slashes seem to heal over as it looks like it heals a little bit at the start of its turn uh, and Lizette it is now your turn oh um well oh she's like still kind of like stunned like very enamored by this <laughs> um oh I guess I guess I should do something um and I'm going to Summon aberration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, oh god. Let's do Oh wait, wait. Summoning this thing a, a partner. <laughs> I think I can summon a slat. I think you yeah! can. Yeah! You're kidding me. <laughs> oh, oh yeah! Two slats! Yeah, I can summon a slat. I'm summoning a slat. Oh, this is evil! That is amazing. Slatception! <laughs> Are you summoning slad a red slad? Sorry? Are you summoning a red slad or what? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ah, uh, perfect. Perfect. Um, excellent. And uh, this one is not the one that's instantly hostile to you, right? No, this is the one that is my friend. Okay, The one cool. that is instantly hostile is the one that I just do on accident. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, you watch as this, like, book appears out of nowhere. Um like pages fly out of it uh, there's a maelstrom of paper as the papers fall, uh, fly off into the distance uh, and then fade away into ink that drips down the walls you see standing there this compatriot to the one that is on the ground this one is like large it's slightly leaner and it's got a wicked smile on its face uh, and looks at the three of you <laughs> looks at the one on the ground and you see it's like grin grow wider as it gets a chance to kill one of its own. Yes. Well, Charlotte Snow is the only one that's got tricks, I guess. Yes. I'm going to eat my brother. I'm going to eat my brother. I mean, to each their own. Go for it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, what would the slad... Is it like a full slad? It's the yeah, yeah. full slab. Yep, totally. Oh my god. Uh, uh, do you have the stat block up? Or... Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, make your attacks. Okay. All with advantage because this thing is still prone. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's two attacks. So it's going to do two claw attacks. Okay. Where's my dice roll? Okay, so the first one. Uh, <laughs> the first one is a, is a 22. 
<laughs> yeah, that'll hit. And then the second one is a uh, 16. 16 will also hit. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> so that is damage total is... Oh my god, I rolled two tens! Whoa! Oh god, I love this spell. That is... Um, that's 30 points of slashing damage. Oh my god. god. That's disgusting. (laughs) Slad! Sick him, baby! (laughs) This, like, tad, this slad jumps forward, uh, comes down, like, almost like a god's, or like King Kong, like, slamming their fists, but it's just claws that dig into the other red slad, and the one that you summon, Lizette, just laughs up at the sky. (laughs) Uh, Looks at you, licks its lips, uh, and then just, like, drags its tongue over the face of its, like, brother. That was, um, quite unpleasant, actually, and that's coming from me. Um... I liked it. Are we the baddies? <laughs> I mean, we created our own villain. True. Our moral compass is currently a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Lizette, anything else on your turn? Uh, no, that's it. Okay, Cricket, it is now back to you. Do we have, like, maybe a chance to help this guy? Or is he gone? Uh, make me an arcana or a medicine check. I'll do a medicine because uh, I still have uh, my oh, yeah. my thing. Uh, fuck. I am an awful doctor. I got a seven. <laughs> With he's advantage. In he's in there somewhere. Uh, this guy, you just need to work hard enough and you could bring this guy back. By work hard, do you mean cut deep inside and bring him out like a flesh I mean, suit? Who knows? Who knows? You're the doctor, and I think you think you did a pretty good job assessing what needs to happen. All right, I look towards Salem, who's on the roof. No more bludgeoning! We gotta get through to the inside! And I want to take my swords and just, like, pierce in it, like like a doctor, like, using a scalpel. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming you're standing up so that you're not... Uh... Yes. Okay, cool. Oh, he shouldn't have been attacking... Oh, well, too bad. Uh... <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, go for it. Make your attacks. Alright, uh, that's what, a 16? Uh, 16 will hit. Cool. Uh, that's gonna be 10 damage, and I'm using one of my Bardic Inspiration uh, die to do, just do a sla- uh, uh, defensive flourish, but I only get an extra plus 2, so 12 damage. Okay. Um, and then I guess my second attack, because I have that, that thing now. Uh, 26. That's going to be hitting. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to do the exact same thing, except I'm going to be doing just a slashing flourish. Um, no, I, it's... it's right. If there were other enemies, I'd also get to hit them, but right. it's just the one. So, extra damage. Uh, I, so, that's 13 damage on the second attack. Uh, and right. I guess my bonus action attack, unless that bonus action was used for my um, uh, medicine check. Nope, nope. That was me asking you to do something. So cool. Yeah. All right, then I'm going to do the exact same thing, except now I'm going to doing the mobile flourish uh, again. Doesn't mean <laughs> anything. <laughs> I'm not going to move him, uh, so I just deal extra damage. So that's going to be uh, 19 damage on that one. Ooh, I got a good one. 
So that's oh 12, God. 13, and 19. Uh, Cricket, how do you want to do this? I'm trying to get him out, okay? As far as I'm aware, Cricket <laughs> actually believes that's the, the right way of doing things. So I'm trying to, like, dissect the frog like a middle school class uh, <laughs> and open it out so I can get the person uh, from the inside out. So it, probably as soon as I finish cutting in, I just reach in and try and try out the body. Let's not tell Pierre about this. <laughs> uh, Cricket, you reach in uh, and you don't feel like a human form inside. You feel just like weird organs and bones in the wrong place. Uh, and I think your hand, it's like reaching into jello as opposed to reaching into flesh. Um, and you look at like the slad that Lisette sailor or summoned, uh, who just looks at you and hisses and says, That's mine! I'm going to eat it! But I thought there was a person inside of you! <laughs> no! No! No person inside of us! We consume everything! <laughs> uh, it's like dripping saliva as your hand is like covered in gore, like coming out, and you see its eyes are just focused on the gore on your hand. I just look towards Lizette and I go, I just killed someone, didn't I then? You most certainly did. It was honestly quite impressive. I think I've, I've never enjoyed your company more. I don't know if I've ever killed someone before, actually. <laughs> I might have been, like, really maimed them, but... Oh. Well, if it makes you feel any better, it wasn't technically a someone. It was quite far gone, so to speak. Although I do know that you have a moral thing about that concept. Good job, Cricket! <laughs> oh my god! I'm just gonna go, like, go to the corner just looking at my hands. <laughs> uh, Salem, uh, do you want to do anything on your turn? I, we are technically, wow. like, done, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Salem was considering Cricket's request to not cut into it, and uh, <laughs> considering their armaments of their fists, their feet, and their staff. <laughs> um, but seeing what's, what's going on now... Uh, they're, they're just gonna look around and try and put this pretty horrific sight out of their head for a minute uh, and see if they can find, like, just anything else in the town, any, any other evidence of possible survivors, any other evidence of people who might have been dragged away. Just, just looking for something to salvage from this. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, we'll jump out of initiative order for sure. Um, Lizette, your summoned slad uh, goes ham, just like slashing and ripping the other one apart, laughing and cavorting and kind of like uh, almost like doing a dance and like pulls out some of the intestines and wraps them around as a scarf, which they like flick over their shoulder and then like strut. Oh my uh, God. Doing like catwalk uh, stuff up and down, stepping fully on the bodies of some of these people that are dead around here. Uh, like kind of pretending to be a cat for a moment and like licking the gore off of its hand uh, and then like taking up the remainder of the body and like throwing it up almost like you would throw up a pizza and like spinning it around and catching it uh, and just like gore flying everywhere and this thing is just laughing and cackling the entire time. Lizette's just like alright, I'm bored and then just snaps her fingers and banishes it. <laughs> oh, damn it! Should I should have eaten more before I... Okay. And gone. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you're left with just this body on the ground 
uh, of this weird, uh, w- horribly destroyed uh, slat. And Salem, you are taking a look around. Can you make me another perception or investigation check? I've got a... Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, um, it's... There's a lot going on in the room you just left. Um, and, like, before that slad gets de-summoned uh you can just hear him like screaming out songs of like i'm coming up that's the world to know you got to let it slad um and just like all of this weird stuff that's going on you look around unfortunately you don't really see anything else that really catches your eye um and it feels like whatever happened happened maybe about I would say you kind of get the sense this happened probably just over an hour and a half ago. Even with a natural one. <sighs> oh, God, that noise. All right, well, I think we're done here. Unless uh, anybody else has something they'd like to disassemble or... I, I'd rather not disassemble any other living creatures. <laughs> oh, God. What would you guys like to do? Not that anymore. Um, are there any other living individuals in this environment? Uh, I would say make me a uh, investigation check. You could do survival to see if you can find tracks of maybe if someone went away. Yeah, I would say so. I'll do survival because I still have my advantage <laughs> on it. Hey, it's a turn to 20. Hey, a dirty 20. Meow. All right. So with a dirty 20, you see that kind of almost in a straight line from where, like the direction he was coming in, you do see the footprints of the Turlish gnome accompanied by these gigantic, like three clawed, paws or like lizard feet uh walking beside um but you also see beside one of those very conspicuous drag marks um as if one person had been dragged away um as you begin kind of looking and following after about another minute uh you see the uh, off in the bushes you see a body uh, that you at first think is dead because it is covered in blood, but you realize that there's actually no injury on this body. Um, and all that it is, is that their hands are tied and uh, they're just kind of like thrown into an awkward position and they seem unconscious. But as you approach, they open up their eyes uh, and you just hear them say, Oh God. He said you'd come. He said to tell you that it's too late. Uh, And let's take a little break. The Dirty Twenties podcast is not sponsored this week. Instead, a message from Marcus. Hey, everybody. Uh, So, 
no sponsorship this week, but I actually just wanted to, first of all, apologize for the delay in releasing this one. Uh, it's been a crazy week, and I'm hoping to get a little bit better at releasing these consistently, but I very much appreciate your willingness to kind of listen to them whenever they arrive. But more importantly, I actually really wanted to take this opportunity to shout out a different actual play podcast that I think is doing some really cool stuff. It's a show called Three Black Halflings. It's really fantastic. They've got a really cool format where they play an actual play like once every other episode or so. And in between, they talk about kind of whatever, D&D or pop culture or just things that are going on in their life. And they're really charismatic, really cool. And they're really doing a lot of great work centering the voices of people of color. Uh, and specifically, I actually wanted to shout out their episode 49. It's called Fishboy 4, Return of the Booyah, uh, DC's black, first black superhero. And it's all about the actor Ray Fisher on the set of Justice League. Uh, he played Cyborg. And it's just a really good and in-depth look at what went on and kind of getting different perspectives on it. And really, I don't know, just incredibly moving and I love what the Three Black Halflings are doing. I love listening to their show. Their entire uh, campaign, The Cub and the Caterpillar, really entertaining, really fun. Also, they're playing with like two players typically, which is insane. And they just get up to so much shenanigans. The world is really cool and the off-week discussions are awesome. So I just wanted to take this opportunity to shout out Three Black Halflings. If you haven't already checked them out, please do so. You're gonna love it. Anyway, that's it from Marcus. Back to the episode. So, welcome back from break. Last we left off, our adventures had just dispatched a red slad with the assistance of a summoned red slad from Lisette, and then tracking some drag marks out towards the lake of Olmeneus you found a body or a person who woke up bound in bushes, uh, saw you and says, Oh God, he said to tell you it's too late. Uh, and as this happens, uh, the body just like the person just kind of starts wiggling as if he's trying to get out of his bonds. And please, please it, help me. And I'll tell you, I mean, you don't even have to help me. I'll tell you everything I need, everything you need to know. Just this is really uncomfortable, to be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. 100%. Wait, I totally get that. Wait, why not? Because yeah. the last person that we came across turned into a weird lizard thing. So maybe you tell us first and then we'll untie you. Wait, there was another one? Oh, God. Was it, was it the blue ones? The blue ones are bad. Uh, we had a red one, actually. Oh, all right, pretty unpleasant. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, you don't have to untie me. Just maybe if you can take me out of the bush, that'd be great. Um. Hi. Uh. My name is Buster. Buster K. Hi. Hi, Buster. Um. I I will listen to my associate friend here. Um. My name is Cricket. It is a pleasure to meet you. Um. Are you in active pain? Are you dying? Do you have any open wounds that need to be healed? No. Um, I'm a little bruised up. Uh, they knocked me unconscious, but um, 
otherwise I'm fine. Um, I, uh, they wanted me to tell you a, a message. They said that you would come, uh, and they he gave me pretty good descriptions of, well, four people. Uh, I see three of you, so I, I figure maybe the fourth one is dead or something. I don't know, but, um, he said it's it's too late. I don't know what that means. That's all he told me to tell you. Um, but he he came out of out of nowhere. Uh, these two blue creatures appeared at his side and they started destroying the city or the town while he burnt all of the roofs uh, and started laughing. Um, do you know why he did this? Agent of Chaos? Okay. Um, haven't really the faintest. Uh, I think the first time like he kind of clocks you Lisette as you say this uh you see he recoils uh and says oh god god your eyes are like his your eyes are like his oh my god are you oh god are you working with him please just just kill me now okay uh look I won't resist just um yeah if you're working with him please uh I just kill me now well um I'm kind of tempted that was extremely offensive just because no we're, we're, we're not gonna kill you you've caused enough problems already lizard we don't need to this one's fine it doesn't look infected make a make an investigation or a perception check for me anybody oh god 22 22 yeah no uh, no cuts on him he's totally fine <sighs> yeah not not infected just he said it's too that's it that's all he said well um he said that it was too late and that he was already gonna be in the water in the water wait did he teleport when he was here or did he walk um he walked but then he after he told me to wait or to, to to tell you this message, he climbed aboard one of the other creatures and they stepped through a portal uh, into a weird world. I saw a glimpse of it um, and things were just wrong there. Maybe he figured out a way to really teleport? Like, really teleport? Maybe, but, I mean, in the water, though. Do you think? Do you think maybe Johnny might be able to help us? I mean, he seems to know the water quite well, and I reckon that he'd be interested in stopping the water from... stopping him from... I honestly quite like that idea. Um, a bit of a quid pro quo kind of thing. <laughs> I know we've, uh, uh, we're kind of already even, but he should probably be a bit invested in this. Yeah, I would expect so. Um, well, we gotta get flying then. Um, what, do we, what do we do about Sam just gestures towards the still tied up guy at their feet. I'm gonna untie him, Lizette, if that's okay. Um I mean yeah. I'm not thrilled about the whole eye comment, but if you must I'm okay, I'm I'm sorry. You know, that's on me. I shouldn't judge people based on their looks. That you're absolutely right. Um 
I'm sorry, it was just a startlingly um, pretty much identical appearance to the person who just destroyed my entire village. Be traumatizing. Yeah. Also, yeah. I, I do hope that I'd look a little bit better than the churlish gnome. <laughs> Anyways, you're not entirely wrong. We work for the same company, just in different departments. Um, okay. I don't know. It's like a department actually... of like good and a department of evil kind of thing. It is a little bit subjective. Chaotic good? A, a department that wants to burn everything down versus a department that doesn't? Uh, cool. I don't know that this is actually making me feel better, but I'm not going <laughs> to hold it against you if you untie me. I mean, oh, I'm looking at Where are you going to go after this? Uh, probably go begging in Olmenaeus? I don't know. I... I mean, maybe I'll look at one of the other towns uh, nearby. I, I'm I'm a pretty dab hand with a with a rake and and a shovel. I I can I I, I can don't set a. I don't imagine that I'm carrying all of my gold on me, but I know Cricket gave a good chunk of it back to me. Uh, so I'm going to give this guy a uh, hundred gold. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, well, we destroyed his village, so <laughs> yeah, I feel a little guilty about it. Uh, you hand him a hundred gold, and he just looks at you with utter shock and amazement. Uh, it is not hard for you to know this is more gold than he has ever seen in his life in one place. Um, and he just looks at it and says, "Um, wow, uh, thank you." seriously this is wow okay uh i guess um i guess yeah wow just just try and god i don't know drink until you forget or whatever you need to do you know oh Oh, maybe i shouldn't be encouraging that that seems rather rotten um go do something wholesome and useful with it i don't know save an orphan or something have a heartwarming story I mean, if you do need to drink to forget, however, um, and I'm going to pull out the flask that Felix gave me and hand it to him. Oh! <laughs> I'm sure that this will suffice. Oh, amazing. Uh, he takes it, uh, unscrews the top, kind of looks at you all with suspicion, but also like a warming, uh, takes a sip. Ooh! Wow. Okay. That is actual alcohol. I haven't, um, I don't, you know, we're in prohibition, right? This stuff is not easy to come by, at least not out here. Wow. Whew. That, that is delicious. That, wow. That is really good. That uh, has another sip. Oh my God. Ooh, I think this, I think this could be me. I think I'm that guy now. I'm the flask guy now. The, the drunk oh flask guy i, I was like are you gonna yeah. the, the drunkard yeah uh but uh thank you so much uh i can um do you mind if i pour some into like i've got my own water container um and you can hold on to your flask i mean sure if that's what you'd like there's it's, i'm pretty sure it doesn't really run out so just oh top her up i guess wow um that is Ooh, that could be a problem for old Buster here. <laughs> Lizette, uh, you've had a flask this entire time that is unlimited. 
Yes. I was going to ask about that. I, I, I just thought I forgot we got that. I, I, oh, well. I like to pretend that I don't have it. Um, the man who gave it to me, I have a very difficult relationship with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Uh, Wait, did yeah. you guys forget who Felix was? No, I didn't. Oh. I did for a bit. Oh, there's the I continuity. Did. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 I also forgot that I had it. <sighs> Intentionally so. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh. <laughs> Felix oh. is going to be so disappointed that his favorite daughter gave away his flask. <laughs> <laughs> His only daughter that he knows of, I guess. Oh, no! You're not my real dad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you didn't give away the flask. You just gave it away for a little bit. Wait, okay. Back. Okay. okay. Well, then, um, I guess you go enjoy your, your alcohol and your... Your gold, and uh, looks like we've got some uh, running to do, folks. Yeah. Hey, thank you very much for freeing me. Oh, it's already all gone. All right. Oh, um, how did you drink it that fat? Good lord. While oh, we were I... having that discussion with Felix, he probably downed it all. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Um, turns out when you've never had alcohol before, it hits your system like a truck of potatoes. Just all over the the potatoes are all over the ground. That's a weird and who? Why did you say that analogy? That looks right at Salem. Yeah, Salem. Why would you say that analogy? Well, you know, potatoes are messy, right? They hit the ground, they go everywhere, they mash, kind of like what's probably happening to this fellow's brain right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, makes sense. Mm-hmm. I prefer. I think my. My potato brains, I think, are probably more boiled than mashed. But... Yeah, well, at least they're not baked. <laughs> oh, is that an option? That's okay. I mean, you'd probably die. Oh, baked yeah, brains don't, are a good option. Don't don't try it. Just yeah. not. You know what? I think the I think we've lost the plot of our conversation. Yeah. No, like <laughs> I said, you, you very carry much. on. Have a good day. I'm going to go uh, mourn the loss of my entire village, which it's really it's only four places houses, so it's 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 not. But it is kind of, anyway. Bye, and just kind of stumbles down the road. That was sad, like actually sad, but like we made it not sad, right? Do we do we have to tell Lonlin about that? I really hope that we don't. I really, I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, if we, Lonlin's already guilty, feels guilty enough. I don't think we need to. But it could be funny. Not Cricket. Oh, Cricket, now you're speaking my language. That could also (laughs) She's already. Cricket. Wait, 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 Salem. (laughs) Who is our moral compass right now? Who are we following? (laughs) Our moral compass isn't here. But as the designated protector of our moral compass at the moment and handler of our moral compass i'm i'm going to um we're not telling london okay 
that that's fair. That's fair. Look, she, she's been through enough already. She doesn't need more guilt. Right. Honestly, I I I'm a little bit worried for her. Like, wh- where did she run off to anyway? I don't know. She's flying around on that fancy uh, uh, flying rainbow pony, pony of, her, of hers, and I, I'm, that's good for her. I, I, I would fly on a fancy rainbow pony if I had a fancy rainbow pony. And she does deserve a bit of a break from us, I suppose. True. Yeah, we're, we're a difficult lot, that's for sure. I'm discovering that more and more right now when we're alone. Really? Yeah, this is... It's a good thing she's around. 100%. Um, let's uh, get onto the ship and probably chase after the chillish snob, though. But how? There's no tracks. He teleported away. Well, he said he's going to be in the water, so I imagine we just got to get to the water fast. So probably to Johnny first. I I guess yeah. I guess onwards to onwards to to Johnny then. Uh, Lisette, can you make me an Arcana check? Yeah, I can. All right. Is the answer to that ever no? No. <laughs> Considering the fact that I can't roll below a 12. Um, that's a 22. Amazing. Excellent. With a 22, uh, based a little bit on what was described, uh, you get the sense that they he kind of teleported into a different plane of existence, but I think with a 22... You know that like his summoning spell could only last an hour, and then he would have to have exited after, like at the end of that, or he would be trapped in that place. He basically only went there with like by riding his summons. Um, so you know that he's probably gone an hour ahead, but what that translates to in distance is going to be a little bit different because it's they don't align perfectly. But you get the sense it's not like an instant transport to a new location. He's gone somewhere essentially to try to create a shortcut. So he's kind of like hopped in between two places kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. Um, He's already in the water. Do I know what kind... Do I I think that he's in the Lake of Olmanaeus? Like, is that where he's like headed? Yeah, I think based on the fact that he was walking in this direction, he seems to have destroyed this town for kind of just because um, and to kind of leave a message for you. He definitely seems like he's moving in this direction and it's almost as if he's laying a trail for you guys to follow and it's all pointing towards the Olmanian Lake. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Well, I can can glean where he's his destination is I, I i can't really pinpoint the the middle ground but i think the best course of action is to go talk to johnny perhaps he can help us with the whole traversing the water scenario cuz i don't know about you two but i can't swim at all not very good at least ah well i mean i i got legs i can kick <laughs> I don't mind swimming. It's not my uh, speciality, but uh, I guess if we can head him off before he hits the lake, that's better, right? 100% agreed. Right. Uh, we have some kind of reinforcement for when we do face him at the lake. Do you 
do you think we can outrun him? I mean, it seems pretty unlikely based on what we've seen so far, but maybe... I don't know. I wish I knew airships better. Um, I'm trying to see if I have any wind spells. I don't have any wind spells. Lizette, does the archive... Do, do the archives always deposit you right back where you were? Unfortunately, yes. I haven't really figured out a way to use it as a sort of middle ground for teleportation, but it does seem that the Trellish Gnome has to a certain extent. Shit. Alright. Well, then I, I guess better that we catch up to him before whatever he's planning, at least, then. Um, Marcus? Yes. So he's using this dimension stuff to, to teleport. Yes. From the description, do I know what he's doing specifically to be able to, to teleport? Uh, like what yeah, spell I would say using? that with that 22 and the description, um, you get the sense that he is, um, he is actually like using kind of a variation of the transport to other planes spell or teleport to other planes or whatever it is. Plane shift, I think it is. He's using a variation of that that relies on kind of he kind of goes with someone who is native to a specific plane uh, and then he uses his own like the fact that he is native to the material plane to come back to this one um it's high level magic and it's um probably something that he can only do really once or like once per day and it seems like what he's done he's done some like the variation is that it's kind of like it's a return flight essentially is what when he's casting it so he's got like a return flight guaranteed but it's only as long as he is kind of it's kind of it's got a time frame basically right right so okay yeah so yeah he's basically he is like he's creating shortcuts basically he's kind of almost like using wormholes um and the fact that uh, he's using giant slads, uh, you know that he is probably uh, like going through limbo itself. Bastard. All right. Um, okay. I think we can't catch him. I don't think. I don't think that we can catch him before he hits the lake. I think that's what he meant when he said it was too late. Then I think we have to I think we have to call McGuffins. I mean, we've got to warn them, right? Warn them that he's coming. Yeah. Probably the best bet. Maybe get some kind of backup. Because if he does get the gear, I can't guarantee this ends well for any of us. Yeah. All right. You get the ship. I'll make contact then, I guess. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, I'm just going to run up to the highest tree possible and just try and get uh, Pierre's attention towards us and then get him to lower the, essentially, the rope ladder. <laughs> Perfect. With Pierre's passive perception, it's absolutely no problem. He flies over. Um, Pierre, you see, is like white knuckling the steering column. Uh, as he tries to fly over. Uh, can you actually make just an airship handling check for Pierre, please? 
Okay. I, I believe in you, please Pierre. Don't crash. Please don't crash. Please don't crash. <laughs> uh, seven? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Pierre is white knuckling it. Uh, he looks like he's coming in for a pretty good descent. Um, he's coming in, like, you know, you talked about just like dropping the uh, the rope ladders off to the side and having you guys come up. But uh, Pierre seems like he's like, no, I got this. I'm going to land. Um, and you see he deploys the landing gears and he's about like 20 feet up from the ground. Uh, and you just hear as it sounds like some wood has broken. Pierre says, oh, God, uh, and just like <laughs> cranks the wheel. The ship fully turns onto its side. Uh, and you watch as like the entire side of the ship falls into the ground, snapping the uh, the side sail. Uh, and Pierre jumps off and just books it away, being chased by this feline shape, <laughs> like running as fast as possible after Pierre. Pierre is running like around the ship, trying to zigzag. The cat is trying to like cut him off. And your ship is on its side uh, with a broken sail on the side. And I think that is the perfect spot to leave it for today. We're so screwed. Lalo's <laughs> going to come back. Toby's what gonna the hell? Us. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're so screwed. Lone's going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Oh, no. I'm a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> next time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties. Can our heroes find the churlish gnome and stop him before he finds the far gear? Will they find a way to catch up? And just what will Lonlin think of the choice to take moral direction from a cat? Tune in to find out. In the meantime, visit www.dirty20spodcast.com, all spelled out, to be the slipperiest slad on Sunday. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email at dirty20spodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and if you send us any fan art, we'll be sure to add it to the website. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Stusick. My players this week were Craig Chapman, Richard Chapman, and Elliot White. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any wooden nickels. Hello. 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 Is it Hello. me you're looking for? <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. I can yeah. see it in your smile. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look up the last You guys sang the easy lyrics. Uh, where is it? Uh, you're all I've ever wanted, and my slot arms are open wide because <laughs> you know just how to eat and you know just how to tear
<laughs> and I want to tell you so much. I love your hair. I got. I know. I just. I couldn't. I was trying. <laughs> I was thinking. I was like. I was gonna go. I love to eat your hair, but like that felt weird. Like even for a slot, that felt weird. So I just. Thank you. That is fair. I won't be here all week.